This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Rose and Jamie are two best friends And they love sex and the city And they couldn't help but wonder Do you love it too? Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, Charlotte, Cosmos, cheese, So many dudes. Every little dude All the dudes And we couldn't help but wonder With Jamie Lee and Rose Cerno. I'm Jamie Lee. And I'm Rose Cerno. And this is Couldn't Couldn't Help Help But Wonder. Wonder. A podcast where we talk about sex in the city and how it relates to to us. us. Jamie, so nice to see you. Oh, it's so good to see you. I mean, the listeners are really at a disadvantage. They cannot peep your... Gorgeous. Is that chartreuse? Uh, it's, it's just, just lime green. Yeah, it's like a limey, luscious cashmere turtleneck, and you look great. Oh, thanks. I love this purchase. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I don't mean to blow up the spot, but Please. look up Shop Suki. Okay. Shop and S U K I. I mean, I'm going to say this and now I'm not going to get any clothes because you guys are all going to get them, but they have really cute stuff. I just ordered this online mm. and it fits like a damn glove. Wait, is it a vi- they vintage sellers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shop. So it's just all like really cute, like blazers and dresses. It's all used, but I really like it. And they have some like Massimo and, you know, they have some like big brands and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, Massimo is not a big brand. I know. I'm really sorry. Like, they have all the that. chic, all the chicest <laughs> labels like H&M, Massimo, Old Navy, um, Morona from Target. Um, let's see. Chrissy Teigen for Old Navy. <laughs> Kors by Kors by Kors by Michael Kors. Britney Spears for um, Reeboks. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I, well, before Kelly we begin. Ripa for... Yeah. I was about to say Reebok again. For Capri um, Sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Um, there's two housekeeping things I need to announce before we oh, get into who we were. Please. Let's get it out of the way. Number one, um, let's just have a big round of applause for our baby girl, Jamie Lee. Oh, my uh, God, Season why? three on Ted Lasso. Oh. oh, thank you. Yes. I mean, it's so crazy to be like. Thank you, because it takes so you're many involved. people to make that It's show a village, great. and you're part of the village. And I am part of the village. I'm very proud to be part of that village. And, and it's crazy to get. To have you. It's crazy to get. I mean, it's crazy to get anything renewed ever because TV is so fickle. And yeah, it's it's shocking that in advance of even finishing 
the writing for season two, we got a third season. So it's not shocking if you watch the show. Woo, 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 woo. It is a really good show. We've said it. We've said it before. We're saying we'll say it, again. it again. It is a good show. And I feel very proud to write for it. Um, T T B H um, yeah. in my writer's fellowship. They assign us. We have to write an original and a spec in six months. Fine. No problem. And they assign us the spec. And I'm crossing my fingers that we write a Ted Lasso spec. I think it'd be fun. Oh, they have to assign the spec. Yeah. They say all the drama writers, you guys are going to last year. All the drama writers wrote Succession. And all the comedy writers wrote a Fleabag, which is. Oh, I see. You all have to write for the same exact show. Yeah. We all have to write our God, own spec. I thought they was like, you, you're going to write for Succession. And you no, were there. Like, I thought everyone. everybody got it. Okay. Every, so the group gets assigned something. Oh, and okay. we don't know what they're going to say. We're all yeah. taking bets. And I'm crossing my fingers that we do. It might Lasso. be. I think it'd be yeah. a really fun show to spec. It's such a posy fun. And you guys, the characters are so defined. Would they pick a show that they have? No, because they didn't okay. do Fleabag or Succession. Oh, yeah, that's true. So they'll just do whatever. I mean, I also don't know, like, what comedy shows are really out right now that are. There's not a lot. No, you're right. There are not a lot. Like, Babysitter's Club is great, but I don't loved, think that's. Loved. It's incredible. It's so weird you just said that. That was exactly the show I was thinking of. I was like. Because Ted Lasso and Babysitter's Club, I can't think of any hard comedies or good comedies. Not. I'm probably not thinking of some, but I can't think of anything too new that's come out. Yeah, Dave, I think, is really funny. I mean, it's, oh, that's it's, a great show. I actually yeah, really like that show. Great. Um, and then what was the other one that we loved? The Mindy Kaling one. Never have I ever. That's great. Never have I ever. Yes. Is excellent. Excellent. Yeah. There's a lot okay, of stuff that's like having good season twos right now and are like going like what? Well, what we do in the shadows got renewed the, their season two is incredible incredible that sh- that is probably oh i mean i lo- i'm obsessed with that show do you watch that show rose yeah it's hysterical oh so good. my god is it funny no it's the funniest there's a lot of good comedy out there actually pen 15 season two yeah okay i gotta say there's one last housekeeping thing and then we're jumping into our normal thing I just have to say, we've gotten some incredibly, I just, I have to say it. It we has had, to be said every time because we are we in love with you guys. Best. You we guys, really are. It's a really special tribe. I got to say, like, I love Jamie. I love Skylar. We all love Sex and the City. This is like absolute blast for us. And the fact that we get messages that like it's helping you through COVID or it's helping you feel less alone in your weird small town or it's helping you get out of a bad relationship. Just know that it means the world to us. And I'll it's- even extend it to say you spend you spent time writing a full paragraph or two or sometimes three or four. Yeah. Just I mean, know that we love it. And it means so a lot. special. Yeah. You're really like taking the time to communicate with us in in this like super busy. Everybody's like kind of doing their own thing in their own lane. Jamie, you're so funny. You're like super busy. So many people are literally just like masturbating and like looking into the distance. Like (laughs) you're just like happen to be a really prolific person. Sometimes at the same time. You're like, we're all super busy. We're all writing a hit show. We're watching a jewelry line. (laughs) Wait, wait. I do think that people feel like they don't have enough time no matter what. I guess I'm just like literally looking out, like watching <laughs> okay. like the sunrise and set. Okay, I'm gonna just I'm gonna take myself out of this conversation. I apparently, I'm just joking. I'm out of touch. Okay, no, I was just teasing you. But no, I it is true though. I I just appreciate that people. I, you know what? Honestly, I am such a I am uh, my strong suit is not communicating like texting. I'm always like late to respond to people. I'm bad at email. I've been that way. Everyone in my family's that way. It's like truly in my DNA to just not know how to communicate. So anytime anyone reaches out. I'm always like, wow, look at you. Like you took the time to do the thing. And it was just, it's, I find it impressive. It also means a lot. That's just it's a like something about yeah. me and my flaws. 
And speaking of you, Jamie, who were you this week, by the way? Oh, my God. Well, I guess I was a bit of a Carrie Mm -hmm. because Carrie probably had the most drastic hair change on the show. Yes, she did. Season five. She went full bob. Um, I I did. I did something, you guys. I drum roll, please. (laughs) Got bangs. I got bangs. Yeah. And. I've had them before. I'm going to be honest. This isn't like first time mom has gone crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> mom but off I, the handle. It's totally gone off the rails. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it, it, it it's, it's funny because when I got them, I was like, oh, cool. I like that. And then the reaction you get from other people is wild. Like it's as if I shaved my head and <laughs> dyed it leopard print spots like it is wild the reaction everyone in the writer's room was like whoa like what a change and i'm like, like oh is it they were like how did you get the zoom link today ma'am <laughs> oh it looks beautiful i think i think Thanks. it looks really french and especially with this eye yeah, makeup i think I'm it looks going for really gorgeous i love it i think it looks stunning and Thank i'm you. all for making changes and you know james it looks great i think really? sometimes people get bangs and it's like oh it, lo- it really suits you you i yeah my mom has had bangs my whole or yeah she's had yes i was gonna say her whole life also her whole life um both of your lives both of our lives (laughs) when i was telling skylar earlier i'm like this is truly just like my mom's haircut and so there's something kind of special about it like i look in the mirror and i'm like it's her do you look like your mom um yes i look like both of my parents but yeah i look so much like my mom that i'm kind of like um okay I guess I, I guess I just didn't get my I own face. I guess it takes a sperm and an egg. <laughs> I'm like, Seems did you like do it's this just by her. yourself? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I definitely, yeah. I, I, I'm definitely like down the middle, I think, with both my parents. Um. Anyways, yeah, so got bangs. That's pretty much, that's all that's really happened in my life, Um. which is, you know, I, I, I did envy people during quarantine who were doing things to their hair. Like I know someone who like dyed their hair purple and then another person who did like a mermaid teal color. Are you talking and... about Allison Rich who did purple? Yes. And it looks beautiful. She looks stunning. I think she's gorgeous. But the color she was Oh my God, able... Allison listens. We love oh, you, Allison. Allison. We are, your hair looks so beautiful. She has beautiful hair. Yeah, she's got a. like tons of hair. Tons of hair, beautiful hair. And then, like, the color she was able to achieve, it looks healthy. Like, no, it's, it looks amazing. It's, she's, like, one of the only people I know who pulled off, like, a straight-up, like, primary-ish color. Yes, yes. But it looks like it has a bunch of, like, deep conditioner in it. It's yeah, it doesn't look like she's been doing drugs for a week and a half and is, right, like, sleeping right. in the it's basement. Right, It's not like gutter punk. Yeah. yeah. But um, I did, I did want to do all those things to my hair, and I just get nervous about it and uh, mostly the upkeep i i am the late i am so lazy with anything like yeah hair i hate blow drying my hair i hate doing like the round brush routine with the blow dryer i hate straightening or curling it so i just was like i think i just bangs is all i can do right now they look phenomenal i'm gonna do a chop i'm gonna do a chin length chop or maybe even ear i'm gonna cut my hair off i'm very excited i think there's so little like drastic interesting shit you can do in quarantine that i think hair is really like a place to play it is and also yeah it really is fun it's fun to like look in the mirror and just for a split second be like who's the oh yeah it's me who's the raging babe yeah it's fun <laughs> also you would look great you would look very french with short hair thanks i mean right now sadly for you i'm sorry i didn't like gussy up but i've been like doing my makeup for zooms and stuff and 
it feels good to feel attractive. I'm going to just say that wildly Please. subversive comment. Well, I mean, we spent so many months just like some Ugh. people, you weren't even like, I mean, not some people, me, like just being like, does showering matter? Does yeah. brushing your teeth matter? <laughs> I know, it does. Falling apart. It all does. And it's really nice to kind of bounce back and be like, oh, I feel like a person again. You know what they say it? I think there's like levels, but like look good, feel good is sort of related, I think. Yeah, there's certain things from the quarantine that have definitely stuck with me. I'm really finding it hard to want to spend money on manicures and pedicures these days. I have I would, really, I would I, love to do that, but I don't think it's, it's I wouldn't sound, feel safe. I think, well, that part of it, yes. I don't know about feeling safe, but also it's just one of those expenses where I'm like, I was going like every two to three weeks Same. sitting there having them, you know, they have your hands. You can't text. You can't do anything. You're just like, I would you just kill sit there. For one, but I think it looks so good. It does. It's great afterwards. It's yeah. just like the during. I just I realized how much I actually did not enjoy. Look, a pedicure. I can do a pedicure. Like, are I you really kidding don't... me? Reading an Us Weekly in a massage chair. That's you don't what love I'm saying. That? That's what I'm saying. But then when they take your hands and they're like, you can't have these back for 45 minutes. Yeah, I'm like, no, my hands are my thing. Like they do so many things for Wait, me. My hands are my thing. <laughs> Excuse me. Quote of the episode. My hands are my thing. Everyone That's knows that about me. Really? Whenever I see Skylar start to laugh, I'm like, it's going in the little pink cards <laughs> on her Instagram. I'm just really into like having a personal slogan and my hands are my thing, I think is a good one. Is that our next sweatshirt? I yes, keep thinking please. about our next My hands are my thing is very funny. That's also very, yeah, that's exportable. People want that. Hands are a lot of people's things. It's true. Anyone listening, like, look, look, obviously, if you go to get manicures, it is, it's, it's a, it's a way to unwind. I understand all the things and, you know, whatever. It's a privilege to be able to go get a manicure if you live in a city where that's a thing right now. I know a lot of cities still um, are not really letting that happen. And yeah, I just have never enjoyed it. It's something that I don't miss. There you go. There you fucking go. Okay. Well, Rose, not only who are you, but how are you? Oh, thank you so much for asking. Um, I would say that I am. I'm good. Thank you. And I would say that I'm a Samantha. Okay. Because it's been a really long time since I felt kind of like a confident adult just because of the back stuff. Of course. And yesterday I was like up and I was sitting at a desk and I mean... Honestly, I can imagine someone listening to this and this is just so like lame, but I had like a month's worth of bills and mail. (laughs) Yeah, I just like did my business, like my adult business. I just like paid all my medical bills and like did all this and figured out some car stuff and just like responded to emails. I'm just so behind that just getting um, a little caught up. And then I had some Zooms and I had my fellowship and I guess I just felt good. It just felt like I was adulting, you know? Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. And it's just a good feeling. I just think of Samantha, just like it feels good to be a capable, competent adult that's just getting things done, you know? Yes. And yeah, also like you're a fucking snap, 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 independent woman. Like, you know, it's a, like, it's, yeah, I think that it's good to have a sense of that back. Like, well, just I, to be like, I'm doing what yes. a grown up Rosarno does. Yes. And I think a big part of this is I'm living at home with my mother, who I love, but there's no way to live at home without getting a little childy. And there's no way that you're sick without being a little childy. So it just is exciting to like, I've been putting on makeup and going on walks and I took like my first post-surgery selfie, which is like hashtag incredible. Not the po- not that the selfie is incredible, but it just feels good to oh, just 
Just little shit. It's like everyone That's, listening is going to think this is me. stupid. No, but they're like, not. No, they're when not. When you're in the garbage and you look like garbage and you feel like garbage, just like getting caught up on your bills, getting caught up in your emails, looking nice, sitting up for Zoom sometimes. It just yeah, feels it's good. baby steps. Like, and yes. you're taking them. That's so great. I yeah. mean, when you're when you're saying this to me, they, they're not as filled in necessarily. But like. Yeah, for me, when I hear this, I'm like, oh, my God, you went for a walk. Like, Thank you. So I mean, good. I'm sort of paying for it today, which is why I'm laying down. I was oh. I was excited to be up for you guys, but I went on a 50 minute walk, which was too much. And so now today I'm going to be on in the bed, but it's all okay. good. It's all okay. for the good. All moving forward. All moving forward. Great. That's okay. great. Well, Thanks, that guys. is so lovely to hear. And Thank on you. that Thank note. You. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. Guys, today we are starting off Woo-hoo! season six. Holy shit. Damn, the this last like, season. So sad. Yeah, this is it. Also, we just want to say um, we are going to like parlay this into another podcast. It is something we've been discussing. We're trying to come up with something that'll be fun for you guys. Not a huge departure from what our show is now. Um, just, you know, keep it going because I think we've been I'm going to pat us on the back. We've been very consistent. There has been an episode every we have single never missed week, a week since we started, except for one week, I think, during the quarantine. That was it. No, we didn't. We haven't we never missed. missed a week, Jamie. We haven't missed. Did, oh, we just pushed it back a day. We've we pushed recordings. Yes, we we did reschedule. I mean, this will be a little boring for the listeners, but the, we did reschedule one episode in Scroll line on with Instagram right now. The yeah, in line with a uh, media blackouts during June. Right. Right. But otherwise, we have not missed a release so date. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's pretty amazing. And like, I got to give Jamie a lot of props here. This this whole endeavor, if you guys are enjoying this, it's because Jamie Lee, similar to her jewelry line, had an idea, <laughs> moved forward and made it happen. And um, Skylar and I are lucky to be along for the ride. Oh, my God. I couldn't do any of this without you. So well, you're not along for the ride. You're in the fucking driver's seat. Well, bitch. we love it and we love you and kick us off. To the name of this episode. Season six, episode one, to market, to market. Here we go, you guys. Season six kicks off with Carrie running late, of course. She has to get to the New York Stock Exchange to ring the bell, which actually looked really fun. It was really cute. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that cute? It was also the first time I've ever seen her like go in the subway. That's so true. I was like, oh my God, is she actually going underground and not being like, taxi, taxi? That's so true. Yeah. Her newspaper is going public. So who better than Carrie Bradshaw, award-winning columnist to kick off trading? Unfortunately, she gets stuck in a cab and ends up having to take dun-dun-dun the subway. She barely makes it, but she makes it. And afterwards, she heads to lunch with the damn gals. It was so exciting. It almost made me want to invest in something. I love the stock market. A room full of screaming, sweating men all trying to get it up. I don't invest anymore. It's too volatile. Exactly. I like my money right where I can see it. 
hanging in my closet. Actually, your stock is up. I bought some shares of your newspaper yesterday. Really? Well, thank you, sweetie. Was it expensive? Oh, now you're cheap. Well, I never. <laughs> ladies. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. $20 for a hamburger. Oh, that's reasonable. Pathetic. When I moved to this neighborhood, the only thing that cost $20 was a hand job from a tranny. Oh, I'm serious. It's all gotten so sanitary. I mean, no smoking in bars. What's next? No fucking in bars? Well, first there would have to be a no fucking section. I mean, just look at this street. Stella McCartney, Alexander McQueen. The only designer name that belongs in the meatpacking district is Oscar Mayer. I never liked his clothes. Too fatty. But that's what's great about New York. There's always a new neighborhood, a new restaurant. A new man? Oh. That's right. Friday night, my first official date with Jack Berger. That is so exciting. Isn't that exciting? Oh, sure. It's all fun and games till someone has a child. So, what do you two have planned? Well, he hasn't said yet, so many, many outfits need to be scouted. Oh, you kids today and you're dating. I know. I feel like a girl of 35 again. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I really like him. Then you better find out his bottom line right up front. If Harry had told me that he could only be serious about me if I were Jewish, I doubt I'd be in my situation. I don't get it. What kind of man passes a pussy for Purim? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> um, can I say something really quick? Please. It's kind of eating at me. Okay. Samantha's take on the meatpacking district <laughs> makes zero sense. Yes, agree. Or I mean, we know, like, you know, she's using words you're, you shouldn't say. But that aside, w her being like, I miss the days when there was meat everywhere. It's like, what? Like, no one misses the old meatpacking district. It was a warehouse. I mean, except for the people who are like butchers, I guess, <laughs> and people who distribute steaks. Like, <laughs> honestly, what? Like, like wealthy white woman is like, ah, now it's all Stella McCartney and Alexander McQueen. You're it's like, like, oh, you mean the things that you, you mean buy? the dream that you <laughs> live in this like cool converted area of the city that used to be reeking of bratwurst. And now you get to like go buy cool shit. Like it's really like at your doorstep. I just the, the whole stance made no sense. Well, I was just gonna say it's also a, a funny uh thing for her to complain about given that like she openly lives in a hyper expensive building like she she is like she's decrying, as fuck yeah it's like decrying gentrification when you bought like a very expensive house exactly. in the gentrified neighborhood it's wild exactly i'm like who are you right now like it's not like the good old days like you're like 100%. i understand being like when i moved in here it looked different but to take a hard stance against and to be like, the only whatever label that should be around here is Oscar Meyer. It's like, that's how you feel? Yeah. I'm just surprised. I 500,000% agree. This whole conversation is bizarre. It's not like a group of struggling artists being like, God, everything's changing. We're getting we pushed out. It's people yeah. that are obsessed with luxury, that are rich and only do expensive things. It is the most nonsensical. And it's the most fat. It's one personally i think is like one of my favorite parts of manhattan so i'm just it's just shocking that these women who clearly want to spend all their time in the meat packing are like oh man i wish i just wish there were like more dead cows around me yeah it's no like sense. you know she uses that that uh trans slur tranny or whatever yeah. but, but as you said besides that 
There was literally a whole episode where she was really annoyed that there were prostitutes and trans women outside 100%. of her window. hundred percent. Literally. And 100%. now she's, now she's missing it. It doesn't make yeah, no, sense. She misses them. She misses them like throwing eggs at her window. I, I, <laughs> the whole thing makes, it just was such a strange, it was just like, yeah, it felt like. Why the did they put this in, they, you think? It felt like they would make fun of the person who did this rant. Like, it felt like Core 4 of would be course. like, like, come on, like, it's the best. Like, this used to not be a neighborhood, and now it is, and it's thriving, and it's amazing. Like, what? I don't know. This is a weird writing move. I wonder what, I guess the writers were experiencing gender. I mean, there's also this also, thing where, like, privileged people like to complain about gentrification, which is hilarious because. No, that's true. But that's it's really funny because it's like, you know, when people would, when I used to live in Williamsburg and we, people would complain, I'm like, I love that there's like a natural wine store I say across that all the, the street time. and like five when different restaurants. When the whole food moved in, I was like, oh, now we're getting something. I'm fine I with that. I felt like such an asshole, but I was like, bring it on, baby. Bring on Equinox. Bring on Whole Foods. This is the way I feel. I like nice things and I love fabulous little stuff, but I much prefer independently owned things to corporate. So by the way, not Equinox. I don't go there. It's they're they're, they're bad. Are they bad? <laughs> I just mean <laughs> like at the time I, before I knew they were bad. That's how I felt. I just want to make that disclaimer. Well, I would rather live in like a cool Brooklyn neighborhood where there's like all these hole in the wall this than like Madewell J Crew blah blah blah. Like personally, like yeah, but yes, yes, yes. The, 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 the yeah, yeah. Like I'd rather live in like uh, Carroll Gardens than Soho personally. Yes, no, I agree. There are parts of Williamsburg that did get a little too corporate but yeah, they just like still have some all. fun they have some fun nooks and crannies still oh yeah it's, Williamsburg it's a pretty will always good be balance. great yeah okay so want to take us out so oh yeah okay so getting back into it later charlotte has dinner with harry he orders pork so charlotte is confused he's not jewish enough to keep kosher but he is jewish enough to keep them from getting serious basically yes Harry apologizes and he and Charlotte will just have to figure it out. I just have to say there's so little. Well, that's not true. There's Jewish representation on TV, but I find it so fucking corny when it's like pork. But you had to say this. It's like the Maisel, like over the top Jewish. It's just kind of like, okay, everybody. Yeah. I Yeah. We were we touched on this a little bit. A couple of episodes. Last episode or a couple episodes back. But um, yeah. But yeah. You know. As we get into Harry and Charlotte, yeah, I mean the the Jewish stereotypes are are they come out? They're yeah. flying, yeah, yeah. 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 Bring I an mean, umbrella. I will say, if the other ones didn't exist so much, I don't know that I would be as bothered by this because it is interesting. No, well, it is. Actually, it is very interesting. It, it's interesting. It's not the best example because a lot of Jewish people eat pork. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean guess, I guess it's real. I guess it is real. If you were like raised Episcopalian and you're like trying to understand why this person won't marry you, I think you would get a little like interesting. You eat this way, but you won't marry me. You like, know what? You're making me realize that I'm being a little hard on this because the truth is Jewish people are tricky because sometimes they do have these weird rules and yet they'll bend all their rules because it's kind of a wavy religion and culture. So Absolutely. So, yeah, maybe it's completely real and I'm just being a fucking hater <laughs> you're allowed you are allowed when you okay. see yourself or your culture represented i think you can get a little sensitive it's very easy to nitpick it and you know we've talked about this like the way that they kind of portray harry is As like, disgusting like an animal yeah i mean it does get better thank god um they only schlubify him in the beginning but yeah yeah it's it's not great okay okay so over at miranda's she and steve eat takeout and hang out with brady it's going fine until there's a diaper incident. Oh, my God. This is so disgusting. I can barely I watch this. I know. It was so sick. Miranda accidentally wipes a bit of Brady's poop on her forehead. 
Steve tries to help her get it off, but ends up only making it worse. As they goof around and finally get it clean, Steve refers to him and Miranda as mommy and daddy. And that does it. She freaks out and she yells at Steve to leave. You know, normal behavior. Right. Because this is a moment where she realizes like, oh, oh shit. I love this I have person an actual family, family that I love. Yeah. 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 We play with poop together. We mean it. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. The family that wipes poop together stays together. Um. Okay. So after her blow up, Miranda heads to Carrie's to talk. She is in love with Steve. Carrie knew that all along, but she is surprised to hear Miranda finally admit it. Miranda will just have to invite the guy on a date and get everything out in the open. Oh, this is so sad. I know. Back in the meatpacking district, Samantha walks home past the local leather bar when she spots something truly horrific. A pottery barn. Again, to Jamie's point, the fact that she would even give one fucking shit is like a... Twilight Zone. It's like another show. Um, she can't stand seeing all the money flooding into the neighborhood and changing it. But she doesn't mind all the changes. Twoot, twoot. It turns out she has a new hot Wall Street type neighbor, Chip. They chat and head inside. Charlotte and Harry, meanwhile, hook up. Just as he's about to finish, she figures it's time to explore their faith problem again. So right as he is like, coming charlotte's like the jewish thing doesn't really matter that much does it and he's like no it doesn't matter (laughs) and he falls asleep and the next morning charlotte's all excited to have finally won only she hasn't harry doesn't even remember saying the religious thing wasn't an issue because he was fucking coming but it is still an issue he promised his mother who lost family in the holocaust so that is that he has to marry a jew that was actually a very funny scene it was amazing. when he brings up the Holocaust and she goes, well, no, I can't say anything. She's like, that was him and funny. she's like, honey, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, it was hysterical. Yeah. So over at Carrie's, she finally gets a call from Berger. He's ready to set their date, dinner and a movie. Afterwards, Carrie catches up with the core four for lunch. She's hugely excited about Berger, but Charlotte doesn't want her to get her hopes up. She even suggests Carrie go on a quote, simu date with another guy as a practice run before seeing Burger, which I agree with. So back at Miranda's, she sets her date to talk with Steve, only she kind of blows it. She pre-writes a script, which she delivers all wrong over the phone, and then she gets cut off by his answering machine. It's just very awkward. Then over at her building, Samantha welcomes her new neighbor. She takes him a big gift basket of condoms and wine and blows him. Afterwards, he thanks her with a hot stock tip. I mean, mm. she is such a fun character because I love her. she's so wild. Like, I really hope there's a woman out there Me who too. had I think a about hot that all the time. and gives him a fucking bag of condoms as a gift. Like, that is so funny. I think about that all the time. I'm like, I really hope Samantha's like based on a real person. Like, Me too. It is so special. It's it's the it's it is it's just fantasy enough, but also you just hope that it's real because she's just like so empowered and in charge of her shit and it's very inspiring it's a little like in a in a different way but it's like how the seinfeld writer one of the seinfeld writers actually knew somebody who kramer was based on and it's just like that Mm -hmm. same sort of like you hope that there's that weird mythical 
oddball who really exists in the world who totally. is the exact inspiration for the character yeah it's also inspiring to me personally like i want that to be a person then i also want to channel that because i'm like wow that would be so ballsy i mean not exactly that but i like the the moxie of samantha that it's like you know as a woman you have the sexuality and you're not really supposed to present it or go for it and just the idea that you could be really horny and see an object of your uh desire and like go for it is just really cool totally and not not feel like she never tries to save face or play it cool it's you know yeah it's everything you yeah i don't know i was gonna say it's almost everything you hear about how men are Mm -hmm. is what she does back at men but they're not threatened by it and i feel like in the real world sometimes they are oh which is why we do this like fucking delicate dance with them but like yeah, it's just like that's the fantasy part for me is just Samantha like it just works every time. She's like, "I want you." And they're like, "Funny, I want you back." And then they fuck. You're, it's you're like, right. Oh, it's such an easy transaction. Yeah, when I was younger in my teens and early 20s, I was just like, "Oh, I like a guy. I'm just going to walk up and ask him out." My sister was like, "No, that's not the way it works. Trust me." I was like, "Molly, I'm a feminist. Let me be." And it didn't work. And it was like, "Oh, actually you do sometimes no. have to like sit on the bench and like stare at the ground for a minute and have somebody be like, "Oh, did you drop this?" And like that's really irritating. And obviously it's not how it always goes, but I do think largely that's still how it goes. And that's why it's like pure fantasy amazingness just to see this woman be like, there's nothing depressing or pathetic about going for what you want. It's cool and empowering and it works. Yeah. I, one time I might've said this before, but one time I, I was at, um, it was the one time I did like a proper spring break. I went to South Padre Island Ooh. my freshman year of college. And we went to like whatever, one of the big like Carlos and Charlie's type places one night and whatever. It's just like a big group of college kids drinking. And I saw this guy and I thought he was hot. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go up to him and say, do you want to make out and just like see how it goes? And I went up to him and he just straight up was like, no. And I was like, "Okay, cool. Yeah, no, me neither. Bye. Like. I felt so I was like, I can't even get this is why, you know, growing up in a Jew in Texas, it's not any it's not easy for us that, you know, my hair is quite brown. Like my features are quite European. <laughs> I think that he was just kind of like, you're, what? you're not blonde and tan. What an idiot. Thank you for saying that. But it yeah, I honestly Wait, did what did not, he say it back to you? It doesn't. He was just kind of like, no. <gasps> Wait, why <laughs> is he like, in Mexico over spring no. break if he doesn't want to hook up with beautiful girls? I, I think honestly, this was my whole college, not my whole college experience, but the beginning of my college experience was just feeling it's so crazy because I'm just like a white girl. But no, you're I beautiful, always, by the way, I felt so fish out of water because I was like, I'm not. There's so many gorgeous, like tan blonde fit girls at this school like the like cream of the crop like all sorority girls like just the blondest tannest most perfect Fuck that looking eugenics people. aryan bullshit to say that that's it, what's pretty it's just so it irritating was like, it was and but the way i'm not even talking about pretty or not it was like the the men that's like exactly what they wanted like it was just like but that's oh, i would never like i would go to sorority things with my friends who are in sororities and i was like this is like a lose lose for me. I will never attract a man here ever, ever. They can smell it on me. They can smell that I'm not of that ilk. Like even if I was wearing something sexy, I'd get maybe like a look. It w- it wouldn't do what they were I able to do possibly, if they were wearing a fucking paper bag. I can't possibly relate to you more. I mean, I was six feet tall in middle school and I had broken my, in high school and I have a bumpy nose from breaking it. And it's like, 
mean, that was just a no go. It was like, yeah, if everyone thinks Britney Spears is the hottest girl in America, then I'm definitely that's why it was exciting to go to New York where, where people really like people that look interesting and European and kind of cool. Same. I always felt hot in New York. Oh, same. I mean, OK, well, I want to get back to this, but I think that was a great, important little I'm really glad it was a good sidebar. Me too. Okay, so so Carrie yeah. heads to her simu date with Willie. Weird, disgusting name. <laughs> it's like so gross. It's like it's like a slur. He was kind of gross. Oh, he was horrible. Who's a graphic yeah. designer? And it does not go. Actually, this is one of the funniest scenes. I was I, like, I think cackling to myself. It's unbelievable. I love this scene. It's so one. well written. His, it is so real. Terrible. So Willie gets landed on by two pigeons and ends up <laughs> knocking over their table. But this was like amazing Charlie Chaplin level Agreed. physical it was like comedy. A farce. It was yeah. fabulous. Just, I mean, to write a bad date, like great, great fun exercise but also to like to add the second pigeon is like where you take it you the emmy got given right then it's like it's well, incredible i'll take, two, I'll take your i'll yes. take your two pigeons and i'll raise you his sty oh, yeah. which was the fucking but he's like are you looking at my sty and she was like no i mean i didn't i didn't even who, notice you had a sty and he's just like oh, okay because i do have a sty and then the pigeons attack him it is just heaven it is the funniest fucking thing again i'm gonna just pray in my heart obviously writers are so talented and imaginative and create anything but you i'm hope it's praying real? that or this based happened on to one of the writers same it's fucking <laughs> hilarious it's also you know what great pigeon great use of pigeon comedy because typically in New York, pigeon comedy happens in Central Park. And that did not happen. This was just at a random fucking backyard restaurant. And I thought it was just really great pigeon work on their part. Pigeons okay. are more versatile than people give them credit for. You yeah. can use them for anything. Yeah. And they're everywhere. They're not just in Central Park. Come That's on, That's a full guys. body agree. That is and a stereotype I... that I am determined to break. I'm going to raise you a fucking wild tangent right now. Everybody, if you're not interested in tangents, quickly no, bring it or on. check your Instagram. Mm -mm. Um, I listen to this really interesting, weird podcast called like We Love L.A. And it's just like interesting, weird stories. And one oh, of cool. them it was. And one of them was about Nikola Tesla, who's I think if he was around now, maybe people would diagnose him as somewhat on the spectrum because he was totally antisocial. He was a brilliant genius who literally figured out everything. The reason we can podcast is because of him. And he only. He never hung out with people. He never had a single relationship. He died a virgin, but he was obsessed with pigeons. He fed a hundred pigeons a day. And there was one pigeon that was, he gave a name and he said he loved her like a wife. God. So anyway, it's kind of heartbreaking. And I mean, it's definitely beautiful. weird. Yeah. It's yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's like, of, is that beautiful or is that unsettling? Like, it's I'm, totally I haven't unsettling. seen my octopus teacher, but I imagine it's sort of like that, but with a mm -hmm. pigeon. Yeah. But the point is that scene was so funny in Sex and the City. And another thing that's so great about it is like if any of us on this Zoom right now were on a date and a pigeon landed on us twice, we would be laughing so hard. Oh, yeah. We would be, I would able be to, like, like, I'm sorry. Like this is the fun. It could like, like if you don't ask love. me out again, so, like, yeah, if you don't ask me out again, you're really missing out because clearly I like bring the party. Right. The pigeon I, party. Exactly. And the fact that this guy, I mean, they had the perfect guy because this is someone that it is was just unbelievable casting. I that actor is great. That's Wallace Langham. He, oh, what else has he been in? He plays Peter Thiel in My Beloved, The Social Network. Um, oh, you love that movie. Yeah, one of my all time favorite movies. But he's yeah. he's great. He's just a he's just such a like solid character actor. He's been on like CSI. He's like he looks like a good suit. He's like a New guy. York guy. I mean, the casting for this that is one thing I love about the show is the casting is incredible. The, the New, well, New York casting is very specific 
anyone who's not sort of like in our biz, like there, you'd think like, oh, well, actors can come from anywhere. But there is something about New York actors. Totally. If you have a production shot in New York, yes. they really do kind of pick from this sort of special smaller pool, I would say, like all the people on Marvelous Maisel, because that film's, well, that writes in New York and I guess films in New York and all these I other places, so, yeah. but definitely more of an East Coast show. And like, you can see it. You start to see these people who are like, you know, like Michael, what's the guy from Maisel? Michael Z- Zegan? Is that his name? Zegan? The guy who name. plays her husband, Noel. Is that his name? I'm making up names. Is his name Noel? I don't even know. I made that up. But anyways, Joel, who plays Joel, he was also in Girls, which yeah. also shot in New York. Like, I just started to like make these connections. Anyways, point is, it's very exciting to watch the show and like see who the who the the New York pool of actors because in LA when you're casting in LA whether you're casting a doctor a pharmacist a firefighter everybody looks like they just jumped out of Playboy I mean it's so fucking corny and in New York everybody's a little haggard and run down and interesting and has a character real yeah Yeah. LA everybody's like has incredible white teeth that can blind you and like yeah another thing yeah it's just an absolutely if I was teaching a comedy class like a writing comedy class I would literally make us everyone study that scene Oh, also not to 100 percent. Yeah, it's amazing. Not to tangent on tangent, but I one time did have a bird fly into me while Kristen and I were (laughs) in the Netherlands. Skyler, tell us everything. I okay. So early in the relationship or still or pretty solid? No, pretty far in. So it's like pretty far in. Okay, pretty far in. But we were safe. We were safe. Well, there's there's this is probably going to sound gross to a lot of people, but there's uh, this Dutch very popular dish that is a uh, pickled herring that I uh-huh. like a lot. It's great. Okay. It's so good. But um, I, we were in the Netherlands and I was like to Chris and I was like, we got to go have pickled herring. You've never had it. It's, you're going to love it. This is my people. They love this. And so we went to this place uh, in the Hague um, to go get it. And we both got one. And I was so excited to, to finally share herring with Kristen. <laughs> she took one, <laughs> she took one bite of it hated it and so oh, she gave it to me and then all of a sudden i feel just an impact <laughs> on my left side just <laughs> as if like like there are a lot of like bike riders in the netherlands and so my first thought was yeah. like oh, oh, oh no but then i saw but then i yeah. saw a um a seagull taking off into a nearby canal with my my herring sandwich it was a nightmare Wait, a seagull you got crashed into your by face? a seagull yeah he took that's my herring like, sandwich that's like that's the most Scandinavian that's crime like I've ever heard of. A seagull mermaid. Just being like... It was, it, it, it's one of my, like, I feel like I don't have that many, like, actual, like, sitcom moments in my life, but, like, to, like, go to this goofy little did shack. A, did you have a bruise, like, from the seagull it, impact? It came in hot and it took off even hotter. Was Kristen but... able to, like, kiss you again <laughs> after that? Or was she like, oh? Well, the thing is, again, she hated the herring so like she it was like good we were down, my herring take well, it she, well we were down one herring and i <laughs> loved the herring so it all worked out like i got to eat one the seagull got what he wanted oh and kristen didn't have oh to eat God. anymore so. i think that crime in the netherlands is literally like mostly just seagulls <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible that it's was really worth gorgeous, the tangent happy place they're like oh god yeah we have a yeah. real seagull problem You're like guys it's actually pretty tame compared to what's going on in the rest of the world i mean basically what this scene shows us is with the right person it could have been like 
the first story they tell their grandkids when they fall in love. But with this fucking schmucko, it's just hilarious. It's so good. So then afterwards, Carrie catches up with Charlotte, who's been doing some reading. Did Carrie know that Elizabeth Taylor converted to Judaism for a guy? I did not know that. Me neither. So Charlotte asks Harry if he knows that as well. I'm just trying to understand what's so special about being a Jew. I feel like I'm on a game show. I'm serious. I mean, if this is really your bottom line, then you're going to have to try and give me a reason, aside from your mother, that I can relate to. Well... If we were to get married, now we're just trading information here. I would want our children to be raised Jewish. Charlotte realized it was time to reveal to Harry her bottom line. Well, if that's really the reason, then I have to tell you something. I... I may not be able to give you children. I'm um, challenged in, in the reproductive area. It's not hopeless, but it's, it's difficult. I guess I should have brought it up sooner, but I never thought that we didn't. I understand if you... Shh, Charlotte. I love you. You're the most wonderful thing that could ever happen to a schmuck like me. <laughs> You're not a schmuck. Your butts. Seriously, Harry. You want a family, and what if I couldn't give that to you? We'd adopt or something. But they wouldn't be your own. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Can I tell you? I actually cried in that scene. What are you gonna do? Is I think my favorite line from the entire series, him going, eh, what are you going to do? It like gets me every time. The way he delivers that is so sweet and kind and loving. And it's, yeah, I'm like, whatever. He probably did several takes. I mean, that fucking, the way he says that is like, it just pierces me like in the best way so sweet it's a beautiful scene i i I definitely like teared up in that scene i mean the show is so so unusual because it the reason you tune in originally is because the clothes and new york and the fabulous restaurants they go to and the cute guys they're having sex with and it's just fucking fun and a luxury but then when you really get invested i mean it's like it's sort of a it's kind of meta it's like it took six seasons it's like the writers experienced growth the characters it's like we had to earn our way to this moment where these characters are really growing and to hear charlotte a character who's plagued by the disease of perfectionism who it's ruined her life it's made her marry the wrong people and hate herself and hate her thighs and not miss out on all these great experiences because she fucking cares what people think and now she's with this guy and this is like Oh, this is what like real love is, is somebody who when you tell them the things you're insecure about, they don't leave. They say, we're doing it together and I don't care. Yeah. And that's like unbelievable. Eh. What are you going to do? I love that scene. Oh, I love it. Harry is just. He's just a good guy. He's just solid. I fucking love him. And I love the actor. I just I just think he's so he he brings out something in Charlotte 
like, cause Charlotte, even in this relationship, you're like, well, I haven't really seen her. Like she's, she's I mean, totally beautiful I and compassionate and, you know, clearly like wants a family like there, you know, there's some things, but she's kind of like, he's like funny totally, and like he's dynamic. Like mm-hmm. he's just, I don't know. So you're kind of like, what does he see in her? But that's almost why he's so special is that he's seeing something in her that even the audience doesn't see. Mm-hmm. And there's something, I mean, that that's really cool. is like a certain kind of actor can pull that off where it's so believable. You're like, he fucking loves her. And it's almost, it's almost irrelevant. Why? Because his performance is so convincing that it makes you think, oh, well, there's something deeper going on, like behind closed doors with these two that we're just like not even aware of. I completely agree. Well, Jamie, would you convert for a partner? Um, I would not for sure not. I, uh, if it was, I mean, Harry's basically like, listen, this is just like a cultural thing for me. Like, he's not being like, we have to do this. We have to do this. You have to adhere to all these traditions. But what if you fell in love with a Christian guy who is like, I want to raise our kids Christian? Never. So that's what I'm saying. No, I'm not. But that's like converting out of Judaism is to me a bigger swing. I don't think maybe so. I'm wrong about that. No, it's just because it's yours. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't because I would want to raise no, my I'm kids Jewish. Are you going to raise your yeah. kids Jewish if you have them? Yeah. Heavy on the ish because I am just not a religious person, but absolutely. I would just do what, what I, I did. would want them to like know the heritage. That's important. I would me. make them go to Hebrew school because I went to Hebrew school and I liked it oh. and it was fun. And I went to camp and I made friends and I did learn about my culture. So that's what I would Definitely do. Definitely camp because I didn't go to camp and I... Oh, Man, I really wish I had. It sounds so amazing. Exactly. Oh, even as a person who I grew up Christian, but just no, knowing uh, about like Jewish summer camp and stuff, that's something that I like envy from the outside. Like it's it, people so cool. People seem to build like such lifelong friendships and connections yep. through that. It's like it's Agreed. really cool. It seems really special. Yeah, yeah. I, I my Jewish identity is important to me, and I think if I if I decided to make more of me, I would make them be Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it, I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's a thing. Like many of us were killed and yeah. it is like, it's, you know. I mean, even now, like trying to... Jews will replace us and what happened in yes. Charlottesville. It's like, you know, my grandma yes. said, because my grandma's an atheist and she said, I, I am a Jew as long as there is anti-Semitism, basically. Like, yeah. And it's like, that's a great, I always tell people, because some people are Jewish, it. like you'll see the last name and their parents are Jewish and they go, oh, but I'm not Jewish because I don't um, believe in anything. And I always think. If you were in Germany in 1940 and you go, oh, no, I'm actually not Jewish because I don't believe in anything. They go, ha, ha, ha. Here's the gas chamber. Like, so that's yeah. why I feel like it's not a choice. That's if you're I Jewish. Feel. It's not. Same. You are if you that's are right, because yeah. the, you the, could be killed. It's part of like, your identity. Yeah, you would have been. Yeah, I'm like, I would have. That's how killed. I feel. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. Um, so, OK, yeah. James, take us out. So back at Samantha's, she sleeps with Chip her Wall Street neighbor again. Unfortunately, halfway through, they get interrupted by the FBI. Chip apparently has been doing some insider trading, so he and Samantha are done. That was a hilarious scene. I love that yeah, scene. great. Later, Miranda meets up with Steve for their big dinner. Oh my God, prepare your heart to be broken. Mm. Just as she's about to profess her love, something that is so hard for Miranda to do, she's about to be vulnerable, and he comes out with news of his own. He goes, don't worry. I know why you picked a fight with me. You're worried that I'm going to get too attached. And he said, don't worry. I'm seeing someone else, and I'm not in love with you anymore. I was devastated. It was, yeah, heartbreaking. 
Um, yeah, just taking that in. So Miranda meets up with Carrie to discuss. Carrie suggests Miranda just try telling him how she feels anyway. Next time she has the chance. What with their shared kid and being in each other's lives and all. Before they can finish, Berger pops out of the subway and Carrie freaks out. She's not ready to see him. So she takes off only to run into Aiden. Look at you. Look at you. Hey, I had a baby. I have a date. Come on. So oh, pathetic. That's wonderful. Is this him? No, no, this isn't that's him. So this sad. is a stunt baby. <laughs> yeah, it's him. This is the man, Tate. Ugh. I call him Tate. That was a funny looks joke. like one, you know? No hair, big eyes. Yeah, he was cool, aren't you, Tate? So where are you running to? Uh, home. So things are good? They look good. Yeah, I'm just hanging out in front of this fabric store waiting for Tate's mom. All right, don't laugh. I married another furniture designer. Really? Yeah, what are you going to do? Yep, you can't fight City Hall. Kathy, she's great. You want to come in and meet her? Oh, another time. I really have to run. Okay. Bye, Tate. Oh, God, Aiden. It's good to see you. You too. We should get together and have coffee sometime and catch up. Yeah, great. Okay, we'll do that. There is the type of date you can't wait to keep, and the type of date you both know you will never keep. It's a writing thing. The whole, like, you want to meet Tate's mom thing should have come at the end, because it's weird that she's like, I have to run, and then they talk for, like, another few minutes. <laughs> yeah, that You're is like, really okay. weird. It's like weird placement. Um, uh, yeah, what do you think about this, Tater, Tater Tot? I love that scene. I thought it was so good. I feel like season six is starting so strong. Like it is. This is a, such a good episode. I just feel like it's so relatable. Like I, I don't necessarily bump into exes holding babies, but because of social media, I bump into them married. And there's always this sense of like, oh, did I fuck that up? Or was that supposed to be me? And ultimately, whatever your life is, is what it's supposed to be. But there are moments that you feel weird. And I really related to that, even though I haven't physically bumped into people yeah also there's something interesting and i don't think they intended this but like that thing of like no because carrie's so stressed because she wants to look a certain way for her first date and she's just kind of like in her whatever clothes um during this part of the episode but like that thing of like it has to be perfect it has to be perfect it's like you're trying so hard to like orchestrate perfection and then you in in the middle of doing so turn a corner and run into your ex like to me that is so believable just that sort of nature that like pattern of things of being like it has to da, da, da. it's like the more you try to control it like the more you're sort of inadvertently going to like lead yourself down a path to like run into even more emotional destruction potentially yeah for so. sure I, yeah yeah it's a really beautiful scene and it's it's a good uh yeah it's really nostalgic i think we can all agree like from whatever any exes you have even if you know you're not supposed to be with them it's it's always a little hard to see people move on and like i don't know maybe it's my age and the fact that i mean fortunately and i say this just for myself i have a lot of friends that don't have kids which i'm really blessed because i think i would feel really weird if all my kids all my kids if all my friends were in this totally different phase of life doing different things i think it would be really stressful but 
even I think it's a little as a woman always stressful when somebody that you're you used to be with now has a child if you don't because there's always yeah. a sense of was I was I supposed to do that is he ahead of me I'm just talking from my ego and my it you know not my higher self I'm talking from my insecure self you know right no no I, yeah also like the way they reveal the baby like it, she sees Aiden from behind and he turns around and there's a kid strapped to him it's just like that was that was just such a good it's a masterful scene. Yeah, it really was. I love. So the episode closes with Carrie saying, fuck it and calling Burger from a payphone. Why don't they just see the movie now? He, of course, is just down the street and they do. It leads us to the question of the dang episode. Later that day, I got to thinking about the stock market and dating. Are they really that different? If you have a bad stock, you can lose your shirt. If you have a bad date, you can lose your will to live. And if the date is good, the stakes get even higher. After weathering all the ups and downs, you could one day find yourself with nothing. So, when it comes to finance and dating, I couldn't help but wonder, why do we keep investing? I feel like, to be honest, this question has been asked before. It has. It's just repackaged. Yeah. And uh, I think it's the same sort of answer. I mean, the question is, again, I, I definitely don't mean to sound like this wizened old woman. I'm not old and being in your 30s and 40s and 50s is not old. But I guess because I have experience, I think as you get older and when you get into dating for decades, you have some war scars, you have some battle wounds, you've been in love, you've been hurt in ways that you haven't when you're in your teens and 20s, you know? At a certain age, you've had long relationships that have really affected you. So I think it feels higher risk as you get older because you've had these painful experiences and you can be like, fuck, do I want to do this again? But I think generally, like so many things, like the pain of pregnancy, like the pain of my back, once it's in the past, eventually it kind of becomes a distant memory and you're like ready to jump in again, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I think that it. It's always worth it. Of course, love is always worth it. Yeah. And the chance of connection. Yeah. But it's just also like, yeah, go what ahead. is the like, what is the alternate? Like, what 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 else are you going to do? Then you're going like, to be like Samantha, I think. It's just either Samantha where you just fuck people and you just absolutely don't let people get close or you're literally just by yourself, which is sucks. Yeah. I mean, even Samantha, I think deep down is longing for a deeper connection. So it's yeah, it's kind of. The choice is kind of made for you. You do have to keep investing. This is the question you ask yourself. This is a question Carrie's asking because she just saw Aiden. She caused him so much pain. Seeing him like that causes her so much pain. She's about to go on this date and it's like, fuck, what if this doesn't work it's again? It's just a little exhausting to think about when you like really step it out. You're like, oh, I've been through a lot. That's exactly right. I have some I have some war wounds. Yes, yeah. that's exactly right. So it's not about like, I don't think it's a real question of like, should I date no. or just literally join no. a nunnery? It's kind of just how do I square meeting someone I'm excited about when I'm still kind of fresh? And that's what people do when they're out of breakups and divorces and stuff. I mean, there's some there's a there's a moment of there's a period of tenderness where you're a little tender and she's a little tender right now. Yeah. And she's really excited about this new venture with Burger. So, you know, it's sort of bringing up all these things because she's like, oh, here we go again. Like, yeah, it's scary. Right. Let's a, a new relationship. Mm -hmm. Like we're starting from square one. Um, OK, so final segment mm -hmm. I'm horny for sex in the city is obviously a very horny show. So we end each episode by sharing what we're currently horny for. Rose, what are you horny for right now? Well, I've been doing a lot of Postmates because I I just don't cook right now. 
And I have to say, I am insanely horny for soup in a bread bowl right now. I bought that is a great horny. I literally got New England clam chowder tonight that I'm going to eat when this is over in a big thing of sourdough bread. And I literally Where did you order it from? Oh, my God. Well, um, I'm in Manhattan Beach. There's this place called Fish Bar and it's just like amazing seafood. Yeah, I know that place. Yeah. So I got that and I got guacamole poke. I mean, I just went wild out and then Um, scampi on a skewer, bitch. Okay, I love that. So basically my horny for, I think I'm cold. I'm really only wanting warm food. And I just think, I don't care how fat I get bread in a, I just want everything in bread. I want everything to be in a bread bowl. I want my car keys to be in a bread bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I very much relate to that. Bread bowls are grossly underrated. Yeah, like my makeup should be in a bread bowl. Like my soap should be in a bread bowl. Like to make a bowl out of bread, like. It's so simple yet so powerful. It's simply a powerful. All food should be in a house of carbs. I mean, true. It's, you know, it's also like what other delicious things could we be repurposing? Like we don't even let our minds go there. And it's honestly just a limiting belief. In you my know mind. what? You're actually right. I think we're kind of I think I don't know. I know you already have a TV, film, acting, stand up and jewelry career. But I think we may be a- adding like creative foods to it. <laughs> Maybe like kooky foods with Rose and Jamie, bread. a soup purse. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying is, if anyone Wait, listening, I feel like we're skipping over the fact that I just pitched the soup purse, which is a purse. It's a bread bowl that you wonderful. put a, a Chanel chain on, and you put it on your shoulder, and then you open it up, but inside it's just soup. <laughs> That's amazing. Super. And you're like you're at the movies, and you just take a spoon <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, and everyone's like, what and no one, no one can really say. I mean, like. Yeah, I mean, they don't. Yeah. If the movies come back, like they're not going to be like stingy the way they were before where they're like, let me see what's in your bag. Like you can't bring any outside food in. They're going to be like, please, thank you so much for coming. But then you actually put your your keys and your ID and your credit card in a Ziploc bag in the soup. Yeah, right. Right. Well, there will be a separate compartment for that. But the main part of the purse the dry is definitely area. just the soup. Yeah, there's going to be a small dried area off to the side on one, maybe on the flap. But like inside it's fucking all chowder all day baby exactly all i'm trying to say is if anyone ever proposes to me please put it in a bread bowl and not an engagement box <laughs> thank you it's diamond Next. and i'm like so disappointed i'm like a ring i thought it was soup yeah, i know I'd be like sad jamie what like, are you horny for on. this week after all i am horny for a self-help person mm. um Slash, I guess it's I, I bought the audiobook. It's called it's the most self-helpy title. Great, get ready. It's called it. I Am Enough. I love Just that. get ready. It's called I Am Enough. And the woman who wrote it and whatever speaks it is um, Marissa Peer. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, the book itself is good so far. But she also has these um, like hypnosis meditations. Ooh, wow. There's two that she insists you do while you're reading the book, essentially. Wow. Like, do it, And you're supposed to do it like every single day for 21 days. Mm. I'm already seeing a huge difference. <gasps> I, I was meditating a decent amount before, but the consistency of I do this every single day, it wow. really has chilled me the fuck out. I was feeling so down the past two weeks. And part of it, it turns out, was... I was kind of fucking with my Wellbutrin dose unknowingly. Hmm. Um, I was taking like half and not understanding Whoa. that I was taking half. It's a, it's a long, kind of a long, but you're not on it now. It's story. back. But I, this, that's back. But, but even with that, like, you know, even Life with that, back, I'm like this. 
Yeah. And I'm like, this has just made me calm down in a way that um, I don't think medication can. Um, And yeah, I just think it's a really good thing to use in conjunction with whatever else you're doing for your self-care routine. It's really, really good. And they're on YouTube. You can go, you can get them on our website for free, but you can also get them on YouTube. Thanks. That's a great uh, horny for. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Well, that was another fabulous episode. Yeah, that was so fun. Um, Welcome to season six. We're excited to take you on this journey. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much. And to echo what Jamie said at the top, don't worry. I know we've gotten some incredibly sweet DMs. Worry, you guys worried what's going to happen after. We're not going anywhere. We're just evolving and changing like Madonna and other oh. people who've evolved and changed. Yes, timeless. Like Charlotte and Madonna. Essential. Like the, yep. yeah, the top two. <laughs> yeah, the top two. Okay, love okay. you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Couldn't Help a Wonder. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at chbwpod. And follow my co-host Rose Cerno on Insta and Twitter at Rose Cerno. And please follow my co-host Jamie at Really Jamie Lee on Instagram and at The Jamie Lee on Twitter. And please rate, review, subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app if you're nasty. It helps us. It helps you. It helps everyone. You're nasty. Bye. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.